Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. The world needs to hear your message and your story, so don't deny the world of that gift within you that the universe has given you. Someone out there needs to hear your story because it will support them in feeling hope, inspired, and even transformed. Do you want to discover how I help get my clients out of their own way, show up, and confidently share their message? I would love to extend an invitation to you to join me in my free masterclass, Start Your Own Podcast from Idea to Implementation, on Wednesday, April 5th at 1 p.m. Eastern. You can find the registry link in the show notes. Hope to see you there. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography Podcast. Today, my guest is Millie Ristic. She is an acclaimed mindset and leadership coach. Welcome, Millie. I am so happy to have you here. How are you doing today? Thank you. I am also very happy and excited to be here today. I'm fantastic. How Excellent. are you? <laughs> I am wonderful. I love to hear that. So with all the pleasantries out of the way, let's jump right in and get started. <laughs> Of course, as a mindset and leadership coach, obviously prioritization and organization are essential in your day-to-day. So with that being said, how do you prioritize and how important is prioritization and organization to you? These days, not that much because I'll tell you why. I lived in New York and in New York, when I lived there, everything was so organized. I was very determined and organized every hour, every minute. Now when I live in Miami, is a little bit, I'm kind of more in a female energy and I am prioritizing what I have to do today, but also every morning is a little bit different, if that makes sense. doesn't have to be, for instance, when I wake up, I need to go to work out every morning, but then if I feel it, I will go in the morning. If not, then I'll do my other routines. Just more in flow as opposed to so regimented and planned out and scheduled like when you were living in New York. I love that. Yeah. I'm curious then, do you have a morning routine typically? I do. I do. Yes. So there are a couple of things that I do every morning, depending on the day, as I said, uh, some days it's first thing is always meditation and journaling and then workout or maybe workout and then journaling and then meditation, gratefulness and reading every morning. I would love to have my space for myself at least an hour and a half. And what I'm going to do first depending on the exactly on the feeling. What drives, motivates, and inspires you to keep going and excelling at all that you do, Millie? Oh, when I see that smiles in my clients and how they are thriving and how their communications with their family changes and with their clients and all that, that's what gives me a big motivation to move forward. I would love to know, what you were doing for a living before making the leap into entrepreneurship and what facilitated your journey into entrepreneurship? I was business developer at interior design firm in New York, working for a corporate real estate industry. And I kind of got called into it. Coming from Europe, I always wanted to have my own firm and have my own business. I just didn't know what was that, but I got burned out in the corporate world and i heard my intuition calling me yeah it's an interesting story though so it was just a burnout was kind of the catalyst that led to 
leaving that and moving into entrepreneurship. Yes. How long have you been working now as a mindset and leadership coach? Wow, it's been a little bit more than four years now. Time flies, doesn't it? Time flies, it started yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to speak a little bit about your coaching journey. Now, I've heard a lot of people say that most, if not all coaches, have been through their own personal struggles and journeys before making the leap into the coaching world. Now, of course, as human beings, we've all been through our shit. We've all had our struggles and our journeys. But what I've found through a lot of the women I'm speaking to is that struggle or that journey was the catalyst for becoming a coach. Can you share a little bit about your own personal struggle and journey before making the leap into the coaching world? Oof, yes, definitely. My path is a little bit different. Of course, everybody's path is different, but mine is a little bit more different. As I grew up in a family, divorced parents, my mother disowned me. I grew up with my father who was alcoholic and all that. And then I left hometown to finish university. And then I moved from Serbia to US. And why I'm saying this is that the path and my mindset that got me in the corporate world in America and then where I am now is... Basically, I learned who I am and why I had the mindset that I had. And so my life was not easy at all. As I said, growing up in a broken family and father who is alcoholic and childhood was very struggling and all that. But the positive mindset that I always kept and the perception of the things and seeing it life different way again moving from my country to america with a positive attitude without speaking english not being afraid and and having that faith all that came all the dots kind of connected when i burned out and when i land into the bob's proctor website and i'm sure you know who bob proctor yes. is of course <laughs> right and i sign up for his seminar he had a seminar in la and it was yep. three day seminar and i was three minutes in new york and when i realized who i am as a human being and how my mind works and why i was in life at that point where i was like that's it i became aware i woke up i realized how i got there and yeah. i went to the live event in LA, five-day event that Bob had at that time. And that was it. That was the turning point for me. And and I wanted to spread the word to help everyone to be awakened and be creators of their life. That was the game changer was the Bob Proctor seminar. But where do you think that positive, because you said when you were younger, you had that positive mindset. Where do you think that came from so young? It came from my father. My father was very optimistic person and very positive man, no matter what. And yeah. that's how I'm programmed, which is not the case with my brother. But <laughs> Well, two different people, right? And yeah. so you said the burnout came for you. How long were you working in corporate before you decided to make the leap? And I mean, what do you think led to that burnout for you? Because I noticed that a lot of the women I'm speaking to lately as well, we're speaking a lot about burnout. And it seems incredibly common among women that they're dealing with this burnout, no matter what industry or what field they're working in. I worked for that firm more than almost five years. Okay. And my job was as a business developer to bring more business, right? So I had lots of breakfast meetings at 7 a.m. And then I would have clients dinners in the evenings. And then I would come home at midnight and then again every day. And that was on and on. Single day, I realized that 
I was so much on autopilot that when weekend came, because I was all the time with other people, all the time interacting with others, and I didn't have a time for myself. And then when weekend came, I was catching up with friends. And again, I yeah. was not on my own and by myself. So I didn't have time to think. And at some point I realized, wow, this is not going anywhere. And I noticed that because of like I started losing memory and I had to stop that. And then yeah. I heard the intuition. I mean, if you believe in this and I believe yeah. you, or listeners also believe in that in gut feeling as well. I heard a voice. You are not here to help only one person. And I didn't yeah. know what that meant. And that voice started coming and coming again because it's me as a human being and also being in the business development industry, you help people because that's who you really are that and connect them and help them with any type, whatever they, they need. And I literally Googled how to find <laughs> purpose in your life. And I yeah. landed on Bob's. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's pretty. The repeat, and I didn't know what should I do. Even this cup doesn't make any sense at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. And so how do you think these experiences have helped shape the Millie you are today, both personally and professionally? Very much so. Every experience that I went through and journey, as I mentioned, it's been very interesting and with ups and downs, shaped me the person that I am right now. But I am the person, again, that I always see half glass full and not right. glass empty, no matter of what happens. And that's actually what, what makes me the person that I am, the big foundation that I see the world through. Yeah. And so what was the biggest takeaway or lesson for you through your experiences? Oh, there were many takeaways. <laughs> <laughs> what were the top two or three for you? You mean like a takeaway lessons, right? Yep. What I learned is that having control of your mind, your thoughts and your emotions is very important and not reacting on situations that triggers you but to respond on them. That's number one thing for me, because when you respond on all these situations, you just allow them to control you. In another, in another way, you are in control of them. So you don't really get in conflicts with people. That's one of the things. And also another lesson is that I learned is to really acknowledge the situation and where you're at right now and recognize it and then think into solutions. Always think into solutions. What I can do now? You cannot change situation, but you can change what's next, right? Yeah. Um, and also I learned that working on myself and learning and, and finding out about bigger picture of this world and this existence helped me a lot to understand who I really am, why some things are happening to me, why I attracted these things to happen to me because everything comes from me. And yeah. there is no thing that I have to blame others, but to go deeper into myself and work on myself. And that's how I change other situations. That's the key is realizing that we have to do that self-work and it's constant. We never right. get to the point where we don't have to do that work. And if we work on ourselves, then that just spreads out it creates that ripple effect out mm -hmm. to everyone else around us and it benefits everybody but most importantly us that is right yeah it's like a it works like compound effect yeah you change and then everybody that's right around you what is it that sets you and the work you do apart from other coaches millie why would they choose to work with you over someone else 
it's me it's my energy <laughs> and i'm not saying just because who i am and what i do no it's also what i experienced in this work from my clients and also my friends and everyone so they say to me Millie, when i work with you on when when i'm with you on the call or in person you make everything sound so easy everything is easy with you like whatever i want to do and achieve goal it everything is easy and i say yeah it is easy i do have a this hidden power i would say to really inspire them to take quicker actions to make quicker decisions to change their lives is just my energy yeah. what would you say are three of the most important lessons you've learned as a mindset coach to love myself to the fullest to love myself to the fullest i will say that twice <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and everything comes from that everything yeah and also to express myself fully. For instance, oh, you hear, oh, you need to dress up like this. You need to dress up like that. You need to, like all the standards and everything. No, I express myself the way I am, the way I feel. And that's the most beautiful thing because before everything is how we are raised and what the standards are and what our environments are telling us. And, oh, maybe this sounds stupid. Maybe this sounds like this, like that. No. So I learned to be myself. Because that all of that societal conditioning, the parental conditioning, like you said, all of these things were taught to be this way and that way. And I love it. How has your coaching style evolved since you first started coaching to where you are now? Oh, very much so. When I first started coaching, I was using Bob's Proctor material to coach my client. And then I got into the partnership with a friend of mine who is also a coach. To, we work together in corporate world. And then I left that. And then I created my own programs. And how I was involving everything else started changing as also I'm a Teta healing practitioner as well. And I also have a coach now. So it's a, now when I look back, wow, it's... It truly is. What lights you up or inspires you the most about the work you do as a coach? Helping others become better people, helping others be awake and helping others to not live by default, but by creation as everyone deserves that. That is powerful. Mm -hmm. With you being a mindset coach, I'd love to speak a little bit about the whole mindset piece with you and get your take on it. Can you speak to how important a part mindset played in helping you through your struggles and just how important mindset is to our daily routines and successes? Our mindset is very important. As I said, most of the people, 97% of people, they don't even think. They think that they think, but they don't think. And that's where mindset comes. Yeah, only 3% of people start their day with intention of only 3% of people. Yeah, only 3% of people. Bob Proctor once said, people think that they think, but they don't really think. And if they realize what they were thinking, they would be speechless, which is we are so much on autopilot that having and setting a time for yourself to start a day right, to first do the gratefulness and then to set intention for everything that you want to happen that day and I said, you want to happen that day. Is that business meeting? How do you want this business meeting to go, right? So you go first over it in your thoughts, in your mind, and you will see how will this be such a successful day. But if you wake up and you just let day to run you, that's not a successful day. So your mind has a very big power and influence on your life. 
and knowing, and I always love to say that I teach my clients one talent, which we all have, and this is how to use your mind because that's the talent that nobody taught us in school or anything like that. Right. So even if you're a talented artist and you don't believe that you can succeed, you're not going to do anything about it. That's right? right. So that's how your mind is so powerful. What are three of the most common issues around mindset that you come across in working with your clients? Ooh, the one biggest thing is that they don't believe that something bigger is for them. They always tell me, oh my God, Amelia, I've, I never thought that I can open my own firm or I never thought that I can start earning six figures a month. I thought that's all for other people. That's not accessible to me. That's one thing that people don't really believe in themselves. Then another thing is that they have uh, huge challenges with, they always ask me, how can I be so positive and have a, a optimistic perception for my life and the world when my immediate family, like my wife or my husband uh, and kids and my mother, right? Oh, all of them are negative. What do I do then? I sound to them like alien or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then the third thing is that they say they don't have time to do the exercises, to start their day in the proper way. The biggest thing that I noticed in corporate world is to wake up without the phone. Meaning when you wake up to not check on your emails, but right. start your day thinking. And this is why I say thinking to connect first with yourself and then later connect with the other world. That's very important. But it's start, start your day out connecting with self and feeling into self and feeding your own soul first before you do anything right. else. Right. That's the biggest challenge people have. Mm-hmm. I want to keep on the whole mindset thing. Business and the struggles that go along with all that. So often we see and hear from experts like yourself who've overcome adversity, challenges, and transform through the pain to discover their purpose, which is amazing and powerful and beautiful. I'd love to hear from you with all that you've gone through and come out the other side. What are some of the struggles and things that you face today around mindset, imposter syndrome, things like that, just to name a few? I mean, I'm sure you would agree that just because we have gone through our struggles and gone through the adversity and come out the other side. That doesn't mean that's the end of the struggles. Oh, so yeah. I would love to hear what you deal with now as opposed to what you dealt with before. Can you share a little bit about that? Of course, yes. Whew. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there were many struggles that I dealt with and that have shifted and changed. For instance, when I was working with my business partner, I thought that I was not good enough because she was a lawyer here in US, she finished university. She's from New Zealand, but finished university here. And I don't have university here in US. So I thought she's smarter than me. And then I felt so small that honestly, when I left that partnership, I just couldn't, because I, like, I just could not stay there anymore. I needed a couple of months to get back to myself. Even though if I know this material, even though if I'm working on myself every single day, yeah, that was really big. Also, one of them was to lose control. And when I say that is before every call, I would be like, oh, I need to prepare. I need two or three days to prepare. I was not letting this spirit and energy to flow through me and just words to come out and just to connect to myself. I was very controlling, you know, what I'm going to say. What I'm... So that was yeah. 
biggest struggle for me as well. And as I grew up on my own, so I was always in control. I said, now letting control was not that easy at all. Now what I am still working on is receiving. Uh And that's the big thing for me because... Even though, you know, let's say you know, when I go out for dinner, for lunch, for coffee or anything like that, sometimes when somebody pay for me or the coffee or whatever that might be, I would feel guilty. Like I need to give back. Right. And, and I'm not a good receiver or I was not a good receiver. And there are some little things that I'm still working on it. Well, that's like I said, that's constant, right? Because we're always evolving and growing and expanding as humans. We have to constantly work on ourselves. Mm -hmm. What is one tip or takeaway that listeners can implement immediately that you can provide to so that people, they can start conditioning their mind for the success they want? Very powerful thing and very easy to do. And if I can just express how powerful it is you everybody will do it and this is start your day with 10 things that you're grateful for and you can start with five things that you're grateful for right now and five things that you want to receive but you're already grateful for them right now and why i'm saying gratefulness is very important because i noticed i kind of tested and i noticed with myself that the days when I'm not starting my day with gratefulness, as a human, your mind automatically goes to something that it's not going your way. Something that yeah, the negative. Liking, the negative, exactly. And trust me, and as you know, Brad, you can find so many things to be grateful for, like your health, yeah. your hair, your eyes, like you can see, you can walk. I, I don't know, air that you breathe, like anything you can find somebody pay for your coffee or coffee from your wife or kids or whatever you can find (laughs) and when you set your mind with that positive attitude in the morning and you say to universe i'm really happy and grateful for this and that you will see how your vibration will change every single day you will win the day that's the way to win the day and if you keep this every single day you will see miracles happening what, in your opinion, is the most important or quality or skill set in a leader? Number one thing is communication. Oh, I experienced that working with my corporate clients, communication. <laughs> That's the one. And decision making, of course. Yeah. What is the process in your mind that best supports leadership development? The process. First thing that I love to do with leaders is really get clear with them on what is that that they really want. (laughs) That's number one thing. What is it that you want? And then make them aware, help them become aware why they didn't get where they wanted to go, right? Okay, take responsibility for why you are just here and not where you want to go. And then... Third, we are going into an action to to change that, right? What is that? Yeah. What is the belief? What are your beliefs behind all of this? What do we need to change? What are the habits yeah. that you need to change or develop? And also attitude. What, what do you need to implement in your daily routines? These are the three what, main things. What do you consider to be some of the essential traits of a successful leader? Empathy, also ability to empower employees mm-hmm. leaders all successful leaders that i worked with and in the world are great visionaries they're open-minded as well they are genuine they're great listeners authenticity yeah 
what are some common misconceptions that executives have about leadership development? How do you help them realize the importance of ongoing learning and skill development? The biggest thing is ego. And <laughs> I already made millions. I already made millions. And what do I need you? I know everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the biggest one. But then when I start talking about, okay, because all men love to talk about sports. Yeah. So when we talk about it and every successful sportsman, everybody who is successful has a coach. And why is that important to keep going? There is a little flip to another side. They, they realize how important it is. And one of my favorite leaders that I work with, and he is now a friend of mine. When we started working, he just turned 60. And he said, Mili, I am 60 years old. And... Whatever can make me better husband, better person, better father, better leader, I'm all ears. Tell me what I need to do. <laughs> so great leaders are like himself also who are followers as well, not only yeah. leaders. So you don't know yeah. what you don't know. And leaders who are really striving to be better, become better person. For leaders who are struggling to motivate their teams, what strategies do you recommend to help inspire and engage employees across all levels of the organization? Number one thing is inclusiveness. Why I say that leaders are great visioners. So leaders who know that they have big vision, they create a picture of that vision and they are great communicators as well. So they communicate this vision to their team and they're all their employees throughout the firm they include them okay we all are going here like kennedy said we're gonna go to the moon so everybody was like okay going to the so already picture was there right and they yeah. all felt the population all felt, oh we all are doing that not only kennedy right losing this so if leaders who are great leaders they have a wheel and let's say they're driving a bus of their organization, they have this wheel, and then they bring all of the team members in the bus with them. How? Again, communicating this, empowering them. Then again, being a great listener, so people are not afraid to come to them and ask them for particular problems and situations that they are dealing with. They're approachable. Great leaders there you go. Are relatable. Approachable, exactly. Relatable. Yeah. Yes, that's also very important. For the yeah, your team has to know that they can go to their leader for support or advice or whatever it is they need help with. Yeah. It's so key. But they also want to feel that they are contributing to that. Yes. Goal, right. I'm part of this. I help this firm achieve this. They feel worth it. That you yeah, know, I'm part of the team. Yes. And my contribution matters. Exactly. And I matter. So they, yes. they want to be seen, basically. Right. So again, communication, and it has there the big role. So in today's fast paced business environment, how do you teach executives to prioritize and make strategic decisions amidst constant change and uncertainty? Don't laugh now, but I, I don't coach them to make strategic decisions. <laughs> <laughs> I coach them to listen to their intuition. I coach them to, before every meeting, as we were talking about, to take five minutes, close their eyes and think about how they want this meeting to go, of course, in, in their favor and how that will look like, and then go into the meeting. I coach them to really have this alignment. And I always say this, whenever you walk the room, 
you don't have to say anything. If you're nervous, your opponent will see that you're nervous. Your energy talks louder than your words. You don't have to say right. anything. So this is very important in this fast-paced world to really get back to yourself, align with yourself before doing anything. Grounding. So that, mm -hmm. like you said, that five minutes of tuning into yourself, tuning into your body and getting your mind in the right space. Exactly. Yeah. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is, Millie, that's helped you become successful? It's very interesting a question because I'm laughing as, I, as I, I cannot say only one word. What I've noticed and also what I've been told is that my superpower, besides being a great listener, having this enthusiastic energy, and whenever I show up, I always bring this light and, and people are always inspired after meeting with me and, and they feel easy. And But my superpower is really whenever something bad happens to me or challenging, right? I take that, I absorb it, I take in that situation and energy and all it and then transform it into something good. So I never dwell on something, no matter of people who've not done me well or something. I always think positive of them. I send them love and all that. So it's called energetic transmutation. And also you can call it energetic regulation. So that is my biggest superpower that I'm able to transform that negative energy into the positive. That takes a lot of practice and a lot of work to get to that point where you can take those negative situations because they come up. I mean, life isn't easy. We're going to encounter these situations regularly. So to be able to spin it and not let it get into your head, that's really tough to do. It is. And I feel like, Brad, this is Again, my path, for instance, my mother disowned me. I approached her twice in my life. She did, She always rejected me. And then third time she said yes. And even though now we are like, nothing happened after 27 years, not talking. Wow. Right? My father was alcoholic and he was very aggressive when he would drink certain liquor, mm. not wine, not just certain liquor. He was very yeah. aggressive and I still loved him unconditionally. Sometimes he would beat us up and throw us on the street and all that. But I was still able to really love that man because my, again, superpower is again to see people as they are on a deeper level. Everything else on the outside, they're wearing their masks and all, and that's all conditioned. But I really see people the light they are. And I know how to bring that to people to come to the surface. That's, that's an yeah. incredible superpower and skill set. I mean, yeah. to be able to forgive your mother. And I think that's it, right? That forgiveness piece is so huge. Yes. And we have to realize that the forgiveness is not even for them. It's for us. It's for us, exactly. So we can move forward, right? Because that's yeah. a lot of weight to carry around. And we can't yeah. control what people do. We can't control people's actions. All we can control is us, ourselves, and our actions and our thoughts. Exactly. So that's what we have to do. I love it. I think that is so powerful and beautiful, <laughs> Millie. And, and so are you still in contact with your mother now? You see, you have a great relationship. Yes. And oh, yes. Yes. It's very interesting, Brad, because when I, so third time I approached my mother when my father passed away five years okay. ago. And I didn't have even her contact info, not even on, on social media, but I would always send her love and go to church, light a candle for her and that kind of thing. So I never hated mm -hmm. her or whatever, but I really had bad experiences in my childhood. Yeah. Anyway, so 
Third time I asked my brother, do you want to ask your mother if she wants to come visit me in New York? And he was like, are you okay? Or something like what's happened to you? And my friends were like, you don't even know this woman and you're inviting her to come to visit you. What's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) But that's how it started. (laughs) Wow. And even this day, we don't talk about why did you leave me? Why did you do this? Why did you do that? But now talking to her, Brad, I learned a lot about myself from that side right we have this talent or why i'm the way as i am i before i didn't know i didn't have this information now it's very interesting i'm learning a lot about myself through her which is great that's amazing and the fact that you are now back in contact and have a relationship with your mother yeah and have forgiven oh yeah it's amazing beautiful how do you define the word success millie i'll say only one word success is completeness for me when i say that complete i mean you feel complete within because there are many millionaires billionaires successful people successful call them successful people who are miserable not happy yeah for me success is really feel complete on any level emotional level financial level any level what would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life and what was your life like before learning it and what was your life like after you learned it Ooh, i learned to love myself to the fullest and going back again to that previous question that everything starts from there because when you don't love yourself to the fullest you project like your not happiness, your limitations to other people. Once when you realize that, everything is so different. And I learned this in the hardest way, honestly. I was before people pleaser. I was, again, thinking that I'm not good enough. And that sets limits. What I can do, how able I am. Even though if you have proof from others, like you clients and people and colleagues and whomever, right? But I don't feel that way. Don't, if you, even if you tell me that I'm good, I don't feel that I'm good enough. And yeah. this is the limit, how far I can go in my life and my career. And also what an important thing for me was to learn standard in a love relationships and also in friendship and clients and what I love and what I don't love or what I like, what I don't like. You cannot really, because giving all the time, it's not fun. No, and you're going to deplete yourself. You'll have nothing left to give. Exactly. And you most importantly need to be able to give to yourself first. Yeah, the cup has to be first full. <laughs> then you know, That's right. People to drink, right? You That's right. The cup. Yeah. So that was a couple of biggest lessons. What does the word empowerment mean to you? Everything. Everything. Yeah. I love your passion for this. <laughs> Empowering women. Empowerment. I feel like everybody needs to know and learn how to empower others. And especially, I'll say this, especially women. I am amazed when I give a compliment to totally strange woman on the street and that shooks her up, meaning, oh, oh, thank you. They were so surprised. And I asked them, why are you so surprised? And they say, because I don't have this experience. Women usually don't say this. And I'm like, no, that's not true. (laughs) Even even a little compliment, it can be empowerment. Empowerment is many things. But again, I would say is everything. 
it yeah. who feels you when you empower other person who feels you makes you more happier it's powerful it is it's incredible to be able to give back to others yeah. that feeling Mm-hmm. is it's beyond words it just it fills your heart and your soul it makes your heart and soul smile exactly yeah okay we're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here so the next grouping of questions just to be one two three word answer type thing okay okay how would you describe yourself in one word light if you could teach the world one thing what would it be again to use their mind in a proper way if you could be remembered for one thing what would it be Oh, I didn't think this through. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. You're not supposed to. It's just off the cuff. (laughs) Right. Pure love. What is one thing you love about yourself that is not related to your physical appearance? I love my heart. What is one thing you want but cannot buy with money? A green card. (laughs) (laughs) What is your personal motto, Millie? I'm powerful manifester. That concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. What challenge would you say has shaped you the most in your life? Ooh, there were many. <laughs> <laughs> what challenge in my life shaped me the most? Moving to U.S. by myself on my own. That was the biggest challenge. Yeah. And, and making it happen for me. Achieving my dreams. Speaking English. That's a big thing for me. Yeah, I mean, coming to a completely foreign country, not knowing the language. I mean, that is fucking huge. That just speaks volumes as to who you are as a woman, as a human being, how strong and courageous you are. I think it's incredibly inspirational. It's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Truly. So you moved to New York. What made you decide New York? You started in New York. What made you move to New York in particular? I actually moved first in San Francisco. Oh, okay. I lived there for three months in my friend's house and then moved to New York. And in New York, I knew only one person. We used to work together. And she told me, you can stay at my place only two weeks. Don't worry. In New York, everything comes. And I was like, what? What do you mean only two weeks? And she said, don't worry. Don't worry. You'll see. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, but everything actually came to me. But not only just like that, but you took action as well. Of course. But it was an interesting experience. I'm sure. (laughs) Well, it helped shape the Millie you are today. Exactly. I mean, that's huge. Mm. What is one lesson your career has taught you that you think everybody should learn at some point in their life? Self-love. That's, I'm telling you, that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing. I thought I love myself until I really started loving myself. And what I'm saying is, like, until I started doing the mirror work and I noticed, observed my thoughts, looking at myself in the mirror, how judgmental I was about myself. And first thing that was going, first thoughts that were going into my mind, they were like, oh, look at this, look at your hair, look at that. They were negative. And I was like, oh, that's, no, we don't ship this. As normally, we always first think negatively, that's where our mind goes. And ooh, that was the biggest thing for me, loving myself to the fullest and believing that, in myself. That again is, is the foundation. I mean, we are the foundation. Everything, absolutely everything in this world, in this life, starts here with us at home. Yeah. In our hearts, in our bodies. Yes. In our and, minds. Brad, you have kids, but I don't have yet now. But 
when I was growing up, I grew up with my father. He never told me you're so beautiful. He never told me you're smart, you're this, like that. Yeah. I didn't grow up like that. So yeah. I need to teach myself to think like this. No matter yeah. what other people tell me, I still even believe them. That's yeah. the biggest thing. Well, that's the thing, right? Someone can tell you, I mean, if you don't feel it, like yes. really feel it in your soul, in your mm-hmm. heart, and know it in your mind, people can tell you till they're blue in the face that, oh, Millie, you're incredible. You are limitless. You are powerful. You are beautiful. But if you don't believe it here, it doesn't mean shit. It's not going to resonate. It's no. not going to do anything. You no. have to start here. It has to be in your body. You have to feel it and know it and believe it and exactly. embody it. Embody it. Yes. Yes. That's very important for the parents to really raise kids telling them these words. And I think we we need to do that as parents from when our kids are very young. We have to start very young because if we continue to do that, I think if we continue to put that on them, let them know how powerful they are, let them know how beautiful, how limited from a very young age, if we keep reiterating that, they'll just grow up not knowing any different. They'll grow up. It's It will be fully ingrained in them and they won't know any different. That is programming. Exactly. Yeah. We all been given a script from our parents and they didn't know what they were doing. They didn't know what they didn't know. Right. Yeah. yeah. The same as their parents did to them. That's so right. by now you are holding, having this script, carrying it all your life and you're not even aware of it. That's why this work is very important. Very it important. is. Absolutely. What is your why, Millie? This is my why. This is my why, because my why is really to help people to become aware. Now I'm more focused on female business owners and their teams. And that's my why, to help them become stars of their own movies, to create their own movies and be a stars, win the Oscar of their own movies, and not just playing some role there in the, from the shade or supporting, <laughs> supporting star. No, you are the star. So that's my big why. Because, uh, again, the way how I got here, where I'm at right now, is through my mind. The way how I was thinking, and of course, work in progress all the time. But but still, people need to know how powerful they are and how their thoughts and their words are affirmations, right? And their patterns that they're repeating it all the time. Like, for instance, one of my clients in a corporate world, he realized the pattern that how he was behaving with his four kids in the family, immediate family, that's how he was projecting on his team and his leaders. So that's huge to even first be aware of it and then change. Yeah, the self-awareness is massive for sure. And again, it takes the work. You got to be willing to put in the work. Exactly. You got to be open-minded. Yes, for sure. Millie, if you had the opportunity to sit down and have a one-hour conversation with one woman, any Mm. woman in the world, who would it be and why? Her name is Genevieve Beckrand. And she passed away a long time ago. (laughs) She wrote the book, Your Invisible Power, in 1921. And she was the only student of Thomas Troward back in 1917 and 1916. And I really want to talk to her, to ask her. (laughs) This society today, now, they just started awakening. We just, after COVID, we just started being awakened and there's lots of work there still, right? And yes. there are lots of people in leaders in corporate world that they don't let their mind open, right? They're so limited. And I wanted to talk to her in 1921, <laughs> <laughs> how she did this work so long time ago. 
Yeah. And I would say like minds of people back then also were not that open and they were not yeah. warm. And like, how did she dealt with that and had panel discussions and did yeah. her, her speaking engagements and that's what I really love to know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, or also Florence Koval Sheen that she wrote the book Game of Life and How to Play It in 1923. How was that for her? You know, it's that to me, these two women. It's Powerful very women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back if then. you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? It would be, Millie, you're good enough. You can do anything what you set your mind to. Lastly, if you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, your tribe, your corner of the world, your people, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What words of wisdom would you impart? People, wake up. The world is not how it seems to be. And the world that you're experiencing right now, it's coming out from within. So you better start living from within than from without. Because without is just the mirror of your within and your inner self. Beautiful. Millie, thank you so much for being here with me today and for taking the time and making the time to be here and share a little bit about your own personal story and journey and the beautiful light you put out into the world through the work you're doing. You are a truly inspirational, beautiful soul. I appreciate you and I'm so grateful to have you as a member of the Empowerography community. Thank you for all that you are and all that you do. Thank you, Brad. I'm so happy to be here with you and and share a little wisdom with you and with your listeners. Thanks for having me here today. My pleasure and my honor. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Millie Ristic. She is an acclaimed mindset and leadership coach. Thank you so much, Millie. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Thank you as well. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.